seconds. So we've spent the morning digesting the local government elections. It is important to realise, though, that in the wider world, our concerns about the local body government elections are small change. I mean, road cones and cycleways and speed limits really are small fry when you compare them with Ukrainian war, global recessions and rampant inflation worldwide. And then, of course, the perennial climate change and the controls on our emissions, which is what I want to talk about, because in the past couple of weeks, I've noticed a number of stories they put the climate issues into some sort of perspective, and I don't think they've been covered as much as they might have. The sabotage of the Russian gas pipe was the single greatest man-made climate disaster in history. Forget supertanker oil spills. This was a whopper. The pure mass of methane that escaped into the atmosphere was incredible. And you need to remember that methane is over 80 times more effective at warming the atmosphere than CO2. So in that time, those two pipes leaked. Decades of work with emission controls were written off in just a few days. All the, all the saving of emissions, all the changing of diets of cows, every electric vehicle, just written off in a couple of days because of a huge blob of methane ejected into the atmosphere. Just remember that. Meanwhile, in the last couple of weeks, the government admitted that the drive to replace the entire government fleet of vehicles with EVs by 2025, remember they said that? Five years, we're going to replace everything? Way off track. It's looking like 25% of the fleet might be electric, not by 2025, but more like 2030. Now, why has this happened? It's because there are simply not enough electric vehicles available proving once again that words are easy, actions are hard. You can make a promise, but you can't if they don't make enough EVs. It's just not enough EVs in the world. On Friday, the Environment Commissioner, Simon Upton, told us that to offset all our emissions with trees, which many companies currently do, would require two-thirds of our country to be pine forests. Proving the unsustainability of offsets. It's logically bankrupt. And then there's the fact that came out of an Indian dairy conference a week and a half ago that the Indian cow herd is 10 times bigger than New Zealand's, but New Zealand still produces more milk than all of India, with a tenth of the cows, therefore a tenth of the emissions, showing in fact that New Zealand's intensive and efficient farming is climatically better than India's, but don't tell anybody from Greenpeace that because I'll disagree. All these things go to show me that the worldwide battle against emissions is not succeeding. I won't go as far as saying it's failing, but it certainly ain't moving forward. Uh, it also shows to me that we have been lectured by simplistic people who believe in a groupthink, the sorts of people who drive their cars to protests to tell us to admit less. The sorts of people who say you shouldn't fly to Fiji months after flying to Fiji. Which is not to say, of course, that we should give up controlling our emissions. What it says is we need to praise the small victories, logically. We need not to be hysterically lectured to. We do not need the hysterics demanding inefficient, broad-stroke, virtue-signaling policies. 
that don't work. Because, frankly, Greta, that's the real blah, 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 blah.